Listening to the Strangers and Pilgrims podcast is a unique experience. You will be able to listen to several old-time radio shows in one episode. From Our Miss Brooks to Gunsmoke, from comedy to drama and even science fiction, it's all here. New free episode every Friday, and you can even subscribe for only 99 cents a month to double your listening pleasure. So make sure you click follow us and find us on Facebook. So relax and enjoy the shows. The old craft music all grabbing a shortwave boost to our fighting men all over the world. You know, it's increasingly amazing to me how many ways are granted us to give them a boost. For instance, waste kitchen fats. Certainly nothing to us, but they're a vital ingredient in the manufacture of high explosives. That's the stuff that's rocking our enemies right now, fore and aft. The OPA has now authorized your butcher to pay you two brown points for every pound of fat you save. Two brown points and four cents in cash. That's certainly pretty good pay for helping to win the war. So keep rendering the fat, pouring it into smooth, edged cans and bringing it to your butcher. You collect one brown point for every half to three-quarters of a pound, two brown points for three-quarters of a pound to a pound and a half, and so on. These points will be good for any meat or fat purchases, so get your fat in. It's vitally important. To waste fat is unforgivable. To waste anything is setting a horrible example. Uh, hello? Hello? Oh, aren't you girls I made that up myself? Just so I do all day long make up riddles. My whole family makes up riddles. Uh, Miss Allen. Oh, is this Mr. Burns? Yes, this is Mr. Burns, and I want you to come right into the office. Yeah, I'll be with you in a Well, I suppose you're wondering why I hired that girl. You see, a lot of people have been driving me crazy around here for years, and I thought for a change I would hire somebody that would drive them crazy. <laughs> well, perhaps I'd better stay. Oh, no, I'll be able to handle her. You, you can run along. Good afternoon, Mr. Burns. Oh, good afternoon. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't guess this. Now, I'll find another one later on. Uh, Miss Allen, I want you to take a letter. Yeah, oh, I know that one. Take a letter, double it, add X, Y, Z, and then there are a couple of other little maneuvers, and anyway, the answer's 27. Yeah, I know that one. You know, you know, Miss Allen, when I first hired you, I didn't understand you. But now that I'm beginning to understand you, I'm afraid nobody will understand me. Oh, Mr. Burns, now promise me you won't tell that to any other stenographer. I promise, Miss Allen. Yeah, I'll call me Gracie. All right, Gracie, take this letter. Yeah, I think Gracie's a pretty name, don't you? I'm crazy about it. Uh, my dear Mr. Clapsaddle. Oh, a girl, huh? Yes, a girl. Uh, regarding Bing Crosby. You know, my whole family's named after flowers. I have a brother named Bob. Bob? Yes. That's my favorite flower. Oh, don't be silly. We call him Bob for short. His whole name is Rhubarb. Rhubarb? Yes. My dear Mr. Clapsaddle. And then I have a sister named uh, Rose, and I have a brother named, um, uh, not my brother, my uncle. You know, he's named after that flower that you put in your lapel of your coat. What do you call that flower? Uh, um, it couldn't be carnation. Yeah, that's it. Reincarnation. Reincarnation. Listen, Gracie, reincarnation is not a flower. Reincarnation means that when you leave this earth, you come back in some other form. Like you might come back with a little intellect. Oh, Mr. Burns, don't be silly. I'm not even married. Oh. Well, make out I didn't say anything. Forget the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, if I die, you know what I'd like to come back at? No, no, I give up. I'd like to come back an oyster. An oyster? Yeah. Why an oyster? Well, then I'd only have to be good from September until April. 
Well, my dear Mr. Clapsaddle. You know, uh, Mr. Burns, you're the image of my brother who's playing uh, baseball for Sing Sing. Please. Although Crosby cannot hold us to the contract. You know, they have a grand team this year, Sing Sing has. Uh, they just got my uncle back. Oh, he's a swell pitcher. A new paragraph. I would advise you. Uh, they're playing San Quentin, you know. That's another prison. Oh, it's really brother against brother because my younger brother goes to San Quentin. He goes to San Quentin. Yeah, he's working his way through. Well, bet it's going to be an exciting game. Well, you can imagine how proud my father will be sitting in a grandstand in a straitjacket watching my brothers play. Listen, Miss Allen, would you ple- please read that back to me? Oh, sure. A uh, new paragraph. Of course, they call my brother Bob for short. His whole name is Rhubarb. And I've got an uncle who's named after a flower. That's, uh, look, and... that's, that's all I want to know. Just put that in an envelope and put in two aspirins and send that to Clapsaddle. Yeah. Uh, what name shall I sign? Oh, uh, just use your own judgment. Mm. Uh, how do you spell judgment? I'll see you later, Miss Allen. Gracie, if anybody calls for me, I'm out. Yeah, oh, Mr. Burns, what's the matter? You don't look good. I don't feel good. Oh, maybe that's why you don't look good. Well, sure, if you look good, then you feel good. Oh, sure, and if you feel good, you look good. Gracie, if anybody calls for me, I'm out. I'm not in. I'm not coming back. I'm closing up. I haven't any money. Oh, Mr. Burns, why don't you go in business with my brother? Which one, the halfwit? No, the older one. Oh, oh the, you know, the big fellow. Yes. What, what does your brother do? Well, he's making money. I mean, doing what? Well, he's in the manufacturing business. He manufactures money. Manufacturing? Why, they make money in Washington. Well, that's why he has his factory in Cleveland. Your brother is a counterfeiter. He's a cheat, an embezzler, a forger. Oh, Mr. Burns, <laughs> if you're going to start using a dialect, nobody will understand you. A dialect? Gracie, if anybody calls for me, I'm out. And my brother isn't going to make that old-fashioned money either. Gracie, if anybody calls for now, me... Uh... my brother's pennies. It's going to cost my brother four cents to manufacture every penny. Four cents? Yeah. And that way he's only making three cents profit. Yeah, well, you must admit that's not bad for a start, is it? Listen, if anybody calls for me... Yeah, I, and, I... and my brother's nickels. They're not just nickels. My brother's nickels, you open up and there's a powder puff inside. You open up and there's... Yeah. And that way he's killing two birds with one stone. Oh, that's very good. But I like the one about early to bed, early to rise, makes you healthy, wealthy, and wealthy and healthy. And healthy. And wealthy. Thanks very much. Yeah. And now, where will I tell you about my brother's dimes? My brother's going to have square dimes. Square dimes? Yeah, so they won't roll away. Sure, because a rolling dime gathers no moss. <laughs> I still like the one about early to bed, early to rise. Makes, makes you healthy, healthy, wealthy, 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 wealthy and healthy. healthy. I know that. Yeah. And now, where will I tell you about his $5 bills? His $5 bills can be used as a picture frame. If you don't like Lincoln's picture, you could take it out and put in the other president. You know, the one who freed the slaves. What I'd like to know is, how do I allow myself to get mixed up into these things? Oh, Mr. Burns, you're never serious. Uh, uh, Gracie, if anybody calls now, for I me... Now, I've just one more thing to tell you. My brother's $10 bill has a zipper on it, and that's where you keep your money. You keep... I see. You can now eat your cake and have it, too. Now, I like the one about early to bed, early to rise, makes you healthy, wealthy, and healthy. All I said was, is that you can eat your cake and have it, too. Now, I haven't got any cake. I, I have a cracker. Would you like a cracker? Thanks. I always carry crackers around with me. You do? Yeah. Why? Well, you never can tell when you'll meet a piece of cheese. Gracie, if anybody calls for me, I'm out. I... Mr. Poins, is it? Uh, no. Yes, yes. Yes. 
All right, boys. Well, maybe I should have kept that cracker. Uh, Gracie, send everybody into Studio B. All right. Say, Connie, send everybody into Studio B. Life is swell when you keep well. That's why post-40% bran flakes have become America's largest selling bran flakes. Every one-ounce serving of post-40% bran flakes provides bran to help prevent irregularity due to lack of bulk in the diet. They're so delicious tasting and so good for you, too. Tomorrow, serve America's favorite bran flakes. Post-40% bran flakes. The story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Fatima Cigarettes, best of all long cigarettes, brings you Dragnet. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to homicide detail. The owner of a fur store has been shot and killed. Your only lead, a missing fur coat. The killer is at large. Your job, get him. If you want a long cigarette, smoke the best of all long cigarettes. Smoke extra mild Fatima. Yes, Fatima is the king-size cigarette which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos superbly blended to make it extra mild. To give Fatima a much different, much better flavor and aroma than any other long cigarette. That's why Fatima has more than doubled its smokers coast to coast. Enjoy extra mild Fatima yourself. Best of all, long cigarettes. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case transcribed from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Saturday, November 23rd. It was warm in Los Angeles. We were working the night watch out of homicide detail. My partner's Ben Romero. The boss is Blaine Steed, captain of homicide. My name's Friday. It was 6.35 p.m. and we got to the corner of Western and Lexington. The Western fur shop. Hi, Brennan. Hi. What happened, Frank? The owner's been shot. His name's Albert Carver. Yeah. Who is that? Mrs. Carver. Haven't been able to get anything out of her. Where's the body? In the back. Munkers is back there. Did you call the lab? Yeah. Jones on his way. Photographer and fingerprint men with him. All right, let's take a look. Nothing seems to be messed up. Back room is. It was a small shop. A couple of fur coats on dummies on one side of the store. And on the other, a tall glass case holding about 15 more. Mrs. Kreiber sat on a straight back chair staring at the floor. We went through the curtains into the back room of the store. Sprawled out on the floor at the far end of the room was the body of a man. He had a fur coat gripped in one hand. Sergeant Munkries from Hollywood Division was standing by. What do you figure, Mo? Looks like a couple of hours. Did you call the coroner? Yeah. How long have you been here, Monk? Just a couple of minutes. You think Ms. Kreiber moved anything here? 
I don't think so. She was sitting in that chair when we got here. I don't think she's moved except to call in. She put in the call? Yeah. Empty shells on the floor. You got a pencil? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 32. Yeah. You think robbery? I don't know. Let's talk to the wife. Wait a minute. Bottle here. Sierra Valley Wine Company. World's finest muscatel. 27 cents a pint. Nobody touched this today. No, I've been here, no. Okay, let's get out front. Anything in the customer files, Brennan? Not so far. Have you tried to talk to Miss Kreiber again? No, pretty bad. Let's give it a try. Miss Kreiber? I'm Sergeant Friday. This is Sergeant Romero. We'd like to talk to you if we could. We know how you must feel, but there are a few questions that we have to ask you. Did you telephone the police? We have to know how it happened, Miss Kreiber. Miss Kreiber? Can you tell us what happened? Uh, uh, who is it? What do you want? We're police officers. Oh, Albert. Albert's dead. Albert! Albert! Someone call the police? Miss Kreiber, we are the police. My husband's been murdered. He's dead. <laughs> we better leave her. Friday, hmm? here's something I found in the customer file. Miss Terry Shepard, 10113 Normandy, apartment 3. What about it? She took her coat out that was in storage. Took it out today. Well, we'll check her out when we're finished here. Thanks. Looks like the only hot receipt in the file. Hi, Lee. Joe, yeah. In the back room. What is it? Killing. Monkeys will show you. Okay. Let's look. Think we ought to try the wife again? We can try. Miss Kreiber, can we do anything for you? Oh, I'm a little better. I... I'll try to tell you what I can. All right. When did you get here? It must have been about six o'clock, a few minutes after. I came to take him home. Any customers around? No, the store was empty. I stood here for a few minutes waiting and... And I went in the back and... <laughs> yes, I Is the front door open? No. Yes. The front door? Yes, ma'am, the front. Yes, open. Did you telephone the police? I, I think I did. Did you come here to pick him up? No. No, usually he drives home himself. I came down on the streetcar to ride home with him. What kind of a car do you have? An Oldsmobile. 1939 or 40, I guess it is. Where does he usually park? In the rear of the store, this little place. But... I'll take a look. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Where is your home? 3412 Northwestern. I thought there was something wrong when I, I got a telegram from him. He said not to come down tonight. He said he'd be home late. What time is that? About four o'clock. Oh, I, I'm all mixed up. I, I haven't told it to you as I remember it. First, yes, if first I telephoned here to the shop. That was this afternoon? Yes, 3.30. I'm sure of that because I, I made some other calls. I spoke to Albert. He didn't say he was going to be late. Then at 4 o'clock, I received the telegram. Do you have that with you? Yes, it's in my purse somewhere. 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 Oh, here it is. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Don't come down. I won't be home until late after see a customer, Albert. Can I keep this? We'll return it to you. Yes. What'd you do after you got this wire, Miss Kramer? Well, well, nothing. I, I thought it was strange, but I didn't think too much about it. Then I, I started wondering why he didn't say anything over the telephone about being late. So well, I came down here on the streetcar. Did you phone the store just before you left your house? Yes, but there was no answer. Parking lot's empty. Better get out an APB on the car, huh? Miss Griber, you said your car was a 1939 F40 Oldsmobile, didn't you? 1940, I remember now. What model is that? Oh, it's a sedan, light blue. Do you remember the license number? Well, I have it on this chain with the extra keys. Here it is, on this little tag. The veterans make these. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Joe, can I see you, ma'am? Sure. Excuse me, Miss Kramer. Do... Do you want me to wait? I, I'd like to go home. We'd like you to wait for a little while, yes. Do you have any relatives living here? A niece and a nephew in Beverly Hills. Jerome Reed. They live on Cannon Drive. All right, we'll call them for you. Thank you. Lee, is this phone out here all right to handle? Yeah, it's been dusted. Okay. Joe, are you coming in? Yeah, right away. Pretty clear, easy to trace. Mm-hmm. I'd say he was standing over here by the curtains when he was shot. That's where the stains begin. Mm-hmm. And he must have stumbled along this glass case. You can see the smears here in the glass where he tried to grab hold of something. Yeah. And I guess he caught hold of that fur coat and pulled it down with him. Mm-hmm. And he stumbled and bumped up against this coat bag, fell through that and up against the safe. How many times was he hit? Six empty casings on the floor. Looks like four through-and-through wounds. Thirty-two, huh? That's right. The wife know if anything's missing? Yeah, she's in pretty bad shape. It looks to me like somebody took his wristwatch and a ring from his left hand. If he had a billfold, that's gone. No coat. All the trouser pockets are turned inside out. What about that wine bottle? It's smeared. Can't lift a thing. Okay, thanks. Ben? I'm still on the phone. Okay. No, no, no. License 15, Boston. Six seven oh seven. No, seven oh seven. Yeah. Driver might be on. Hang on a minute, Wallace. What? Now give that DMV, will you? Save another call. Miss Kriber, did your husband have a wallet? Yes. Yes, brown alligator. Did he keep his identification in it? Yes. Did he carry much cash? No, just a few dollars. He was always afraid of holdups. Thank you. You want to give that to him, Ben? Yeah, okay. Hey, Wallace. 
Suspect might have a brown alligator wallet with identification cards of Albert Kreiber. Yeah, that's C-R-I-B, Boston, B, Boston, New York. 3412 Northwestern Avenue. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, bye. Joe? Hmm. Might still be here. Yeah, ma'am. Invoice from a far north fur company. Three mink coats delivered here today. I looked all around. I only found two, one missing. Did you find a sales slip for the other one? No. Miss Kreiber, would you come over here, please? Yes. Where are they, Mom? Over here. All right. Over this way. These are mink coats here, aren't they? Yes. Yes, wild mink. Albert told me he ordered them. Yes, ma'am. We found the invoice. He ordered three. There are only two here. Have you know anything about any of his customers? No. No, I don't. I never met any of them. Oh, I remember now. Just the night before last, he called someone from home, told her he'd have some minks in today, and she could come in and look them over. Do you know who that was? I, I didn't hear any name. Miss Kreiber, do you have any idea who might have wanted to shoot your husband? No, none at all. He was friendly with everyone. Everybody liked Albert. He didn't run around. He, he was either working or at home. Did he drink? Not at all. No, I mean beer, a little wine, no, maybe? No, 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 he never touched anything. All right, thank you. Brennan, will you see that Miss Kreiber gets to her nephews? Right away. Thank you. Might as well go, Ben. Yeah. We can talk to some of the neighbors. Six shots fired. Wonder why nobody heard him. Pretty heavy traffic outside, huh? Somebody wanted a mink coat pretty bad. Coat like that costs quite a bit, doesn't it? This one's going to come a little high. Yeah. Seven oh five p.m. Most of the stores along the street were closed, but a small shoe repair shop across the street was open, so we went over there. On the window was one word, Pete's, and a picture of a shoe. Sitting in the window was a small, dark man wearing a leather apron. He was working on a pair of shoes. Hello. We're police officers. I see you drive up across the street. Are you Pete? Sure. Uh, what happens to Mr. Kreiber? He's robbed? No, he was killed. No. Shut. I do not hear anything. Have you been sitting in your window all afternoon? Oh, most all the time. You see, I have machinery here. I advertise that way. People watch me. Mm-hmm. Do you remember seeing anybody going into Mr. Kreiber's this afternoon? Uh, this afternoon, the four men. Uh, two, three, long black cars. Uh-huh. Anybody else? Uh, some. Were they women? Officer, they are all women. I see. Did any of them walk out with a new fur coat? Uh, they're all done. I do not see all of them, I guess, but I see two. Can you describe them? Uh, one beautiful young girl, tall, red hair. She walked out with a big package. What time was that? Three, four o'clock. Uh, the second woman is about the same time. Funny thing. I do not see the bottle, but Benny from liquor store and corner tell me the second one, the blonde, she buys bottle of wine. Did he tell you what kind? No. Reason I remember, I laugh when he tell me. I go over to Benny's for a can of beer. Uh, he tells me she buys cheap wine, walks out of Kreiber's with new fur coat. 
Me, I spend five dollars for good wine, and my wife has no fur coat. How old was this blonde? How was she dressed? Uh, she's maybe 25. Young, you know, not too young, but young. She has on slacks, uh, gray. Mm-hmm. What kind of a fur coat was she wearing when she came out? Mink. Look from here, like mink. I see. Did you notice where she went? Mm. The blonde, the gray slacks, mink coat. Yes, it turned the corner onto Lexington, and she went up the street. Did you see Mr. Kreiber's car drive away? No, he parked in back. I don't see him come in. I don't see him come out. All right. Thanks a lot, Pete. Mm-hmm. You know, officer, uh, that blonde, something wrong there. How do you mean? Well, she has got fur coat, but she drinks wrong wine. I don't understand. Why do you say that? $5,000 coat, 27-cent wine. 7.45 p.m. Ben and I questioned Benny Davis at the safety liquor store. He remembered the blonde and said she bought a bottle of Sierra Valley Muscatel from him between 2.30 and 3 o'clock that afternoon. He'd never seen her before. We contacted communications and gave a description of the blonde to supplement the all-points bulletin. Then we started checking Western Union offices to find out where Mrs. Kreiber's telegram had been sent from. We finally traced it to the office at Normandy and Hollywood Boulevard. The operator who sent the telegram to Mrs. Kreiber also remembered receiving the call. She told us that the person who phoned in the message was a woman. The time, 3.22 p.m. We asked her to put a tracer on it and told her we'd check back. 8.24 p.m. Ben and I went to 10113 Normandy to talk to Miss Terry Shepard, whose name had appeared in the customer files at the first store. The receipt showed she'd taken a coat out of storage that afternoon. This is something like the place the wife and I used to live in. Yeah? Same people must have built it. Apartment 3. Miss Terry Shepard. All right, come in. The door's open. Find yourself a seat, Fred. I'll be with you in a minute. Police officers, Miss Shepard. Oh? What's wrong? We'd like to talk to you. What about? What if you could come out here, please? Well, I just got out of the shower. You'll have to wait a minute. Yeah? Yeah, this place has got the same floor plan as mine. Huh? Kind of small, isn't it? Oh, not too bad. wonder what rent she pays. Uh, you don't mind if I wear this tube and do you? My hair's wet. It's all right. We're sorry to bother you. What can I do for you? You got a fur coat, Miss Shepard? Yeah, sure. What if we could see it, please? <laughs> sure, but I don't think it'll trail you. It's only muskrat. I bought it in Pittsburgh. Where is it, in McLaughlin? Yeah. I'll get it. It's uh, down the hallway, first door on the right. I think I know where it is. What's this all about, Lieutenant? What time were you at the Western Fur Shop today? Oh, I'd say three o'clock. Why? What'd you do while you were down there? I got my coat out of hock. I had it there during the warm weather. Paid the man, signed something, and uh, he put the coat in a box, and I took it. Mm-hmm. Do you know Mr. Kreiber down there, the man that owns the store? You got me. The man was about... 50. His hair was a little gray. I hardly even looked at him. This is the only fur coat, Joe. Could have passed for mink when I first bought it. It's pretty sad now, isn't it? Not mink. I'll give that closet a last check. All right. What happened? Did somebody steal a coat? Was anybody else in the store while you were there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was another girl there. What was she doing? Nothing, just sitting. Do you remember how she was dressed? Oh, uh, she was wearing a gray suit. Slacks. Blonde. Her face wasn't much, but she had a neat little figure. Do you remember anything else about her? Well, I didn't pay that much attention. Anything else in there, Ben? Not a thing, Joe. Maybe I'd better take this towel off my head. It doesn't look so hot when it's wet, but it's natural. It's natural red. Yeah. Is there anything else that you might be able to tell us? 
Mm, I think that's about all. I gave the man my claim check and the money. And he got the coat and put it in a box and gave me a receipt. Mm-hmm. Nothing else? No. Well, when I got the receipt, I saw the blonde walk over and pick up the telephone. I was just leaving then. Did you hear any of the conversation? She asked for Western Union. You are listening to Dragnet, the case history of a police investigation presented in the public interest by Fatima Cigarettes. If you smoke a long cigarette, it will be in your interest to listen to a typical case history of a Fatima smoker. It's the case of Edith Gwynne, well-known Los Angeles columnist. This is her actual signed statement. It's my job to keep up with what's going on around town. And here's one thing I've noticed lately. More and more people smoking Fatima. You certainly can tell why once you smoke them. I found them milder than any other king-size cigarette. And that's important to me. Yes, I agree. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. And so do more and more smokers every day. Actual figures show extra mild Fatima has more than doubled its smokers coast to coast. So enjoy extra mild Fatima yourself. The king-size cigarette, which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos, superbly blended to make it extra mild. You will prefer Fatima's much different much better flavor. You will agree. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. The best of all long cigarettes. Sunday, November 24th, 9 a.m. Ben and I contacted the owners of all the shops in the vicinity, but none of them saw or heard anything at the time of the shooting. Officers Brennan and Munkrees interviewed all the regular customers of Albert Kriver's fur shop. Only three had been in the store on Saturday, but none of them had noticed anything wrong. 11.35 a.m. We spoke to Mrs. Kriver again, but she could add nothing to her story. Her niece and nephew had been to a football game at the Coliseum in the afternoon and knew nothing had happened until they were telephoned by Officer Brennan. 2.55 p.m. We spoke to all the tenants of the apartment house at 5513 Lexington, which is in the rear of the fur shop. None of them had been home, but the owner told us that he had some men working on the roof of the apartment house at the time of the murder. Through the owner of the Durable Roof Company, we traced the two men who had been working on the roof, and they told us that about 4 o'clock they had seen a blonde dressed in gray slacks enter the parking space in the rear of Kriber's fur store. They whistled at her, but she paid no attention to them. She got into an Oldsmobile and drove east on Lexington. 7 p.m. We checked in at the office and got word that Albert Kriber's car had been located in a parking lot at Vermont and 8th. We drove down to the location and talked to the parking lot attendant. Well, the car must have come in sometime last night. It probably came in the back way, because I don't remember it coming in, and it doesn't have our lot tag on it. Did you work all last night? No, I finished at midnight and started at 10 this morning. I kept waiting for somebody to claim this thing, and, well, and after supper, I figured it might be stolen, so I phoned the police. It's been sitting here all that time. Are there any keys in it? No, sir, there weren't last night either. Have you ever seen this particular car before? No, sir. Have you ever seen a blonde woman about 25 wearing gray slacks? You mean hanging around here? Yeah, or in the neighborhood. Yeah, but not today or yesterday. You remember one? Well, yes, sir. Does she drink a lot? Maybe. Well, there's one that hangs out in these bars around here. Once in a while, she comes in the lot, but not lately. When did you see her last? Oh, a couple of weeks ago. Was she with anyone? Yeah, but I don't remember him. I've seen her with a lot of different guys. Does she hang around with anybody in particular? 
Yeah, her husband. Before leaving the parking lot, we pulled the rotor out of the distributor so that nobody could drive the car away. 8.12 p.m. We called Homicide and asked for more men to canvas the bars in the neighborhood. Ben and I staked out on the car. We sat in our car across the street from the parking lot until midnight. Nobody showed up to claim the car. The streets were almost empty. Our only chance was that the blonde lived in the neighborhood or was in a bar and would sooner or later try to claim the car. 1.53 a.m. Hmm. What rent do you suppose that shepherd girl pays? You got me. 75? I don't know. I bet I pay more than she does. Is that Monkreys? Yeah. Hi, Monk. Hi. Let's take a look up the street. See that couple? Where? Coming this way. Blonde, gray slacks, fur coat. She's pretty drunk. Where'd you spot her? Turned the corner from Olympic. They've been looking in parking lots. Monk, there's a rear entrance to this lot off the alley. Do you want to cover that? Yeah. Thank you. You see him all right? That's it. Where'd they walk under that light? Yeah. Pretty drunk. Looks like the same kind of coat, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stopping. Looking for another parking lot, I guess. Sierra Valley Wine. World's finest muscatel. And going into the parking lot. She's not carrying a bird. Those coats don't have pockets big enough for a 32 automatic. That stuff sure gets people. All right, let's go. Yeah. We're getting in Kriber's car. Look, we can't even find the door. She's helping us. You take the other side of the car, will you? Yeah. Stop rushing me. Who are you? Police officers. Can I see your driver's license, please? I got a driver's license. What's going on? What's your name? Betty Moore. What's it to you? The registration slip on the steering column says Albert Kriber. What's the matter with this car, anyway? Who's uh, Albert Kreiber? Oh, I know who he is. Best guy here. Who is this man? Huh? What do you say? He's a friend. That satisfy you? Yeah, I'm a friend. What's the matter with this thing? Take a look in the glove compartment, Ben. You okay? Come on, honey. Let's get going, huh? Yeah. It's locked. What do you want in there for? Let me have those keys. Hey. Here you are, Ben. How about going home? There's hey. nothing in there. Let's go. Here's a purse. Give me that. You keep your hands in the wheel. Gun, 32. Yes, it's empty anyway. There's nothing wrong in that. Do you have a permit to carry it? Yeah, I got a permit. Can I see it? I lost it. Give me those keys. Keep your hands on that wheel. There's a wallet, identification cards, Albert Kreiber. Where'd you get these? I don't know. Man's watch, Albert Kreiber engraved on the back. Who's Albert Kreiber? I don't know, I told you. All right, let's get out of the car. Hey, push it. Why didn't that car start? All right, come on, stand up, you get over there. Where'd you get the fur coat? I bought it. Where? I don't know. Joe, look at her slacks. Wine stains. I spilled wine on them. What kind of wine? Muscatel. Muscatel isn't a red wine, it's a white wine. Who's Albert Kreiber? I don't know. This is his wallet, this is his car. Where'd you get him? I don't know. I don't know. This the gun you shot him with? This the gun you shot him with? <laughs> Wife and everything. <laughs> Give me a fur coat and take me out. 
So you shot him? Sure I did. He promised me the coat. He said I could have any coat in the shop. He promised me. What are you crying for? You got the coat. The story you have just heard was true. Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. On February 27th, trial was held in Superior Court, Department 86, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial. It's amazing how many long cigarette smokers are changing to extra mild Fatima. Here is the actual report. From coast to coast, extra mild Fatima has more than doubled its smokers. Yes, more and more smokers every day are discovering that Fatima is the king-size cigarette that is extra mild. Extra mild because it contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos superbly blended to make it extra mild, to give it a much different, much better flavor and aroma. Enjoy extra mild Fatima yourself. Best of all long cigarettes. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. Betty Moore was tried and convicted of second-degree murder and received sentence as prescribed by law. She is now serving her term in the state penitentiary at Tehachapi. You have just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet comes from the office of Chief of Police W.A. Wharton, Los Angeles Police Department. Fatima Cigarettes, best of all long cigarettes, has brought you Dragnet, transcribed from Los Angeles. Next, here's Sarah Berner in Sarah's Private Caper on NBC. If your car doesn't spring to life the moment you touch the starter, don't blame your car. Try a tank full of Signal Ethel. If your car's pickup doesn't make other drivers cast envious glances in your direction when the traffic light says go, don't blame your car. Try a tank full of Signal Ethel. And if pings and loss of power are forcing you to shift on hills that other cars walk up in high, don't blame your car. Try a tank full of Signal Ethel. After all, the performance any car delivers can be only as good as the gasoline you use to power it. That's why it's only natural that Signal Ethel, a true premium quality gasoline, will bring out the best in any car, whether it's brand new or pre-war too. So if you're not happy about the way your car is acting, don't apologize for it. Drive into a Signal station. See if a tank full of Signal Ethel doesn't surprise you. With performance, you can be proud of. Now you can double your listening pleasure by subscribing to the Strangers and Pilgrims podcast. For only 99 cents a month, you gain access to more shows for your enjoyment. Subscribe now, and happy listening. Thank you for listening to the Strangers and Pilgrims podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's shows. Visit our website at www.strangerspilgrims.com.